An alleged serial killer has been arrested in Winnipeg, Canada. He is accused of the murders of four First Nations women. Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh well, you know, it's going well. Well, yes it is. It's uh, really <laughs> snowy and beautiful outside. And it is, yeah. My, uh, my little magpie friend that I feed in the winter has been oh, coming around man. just about every morning to get her breakfast, and what can I say, that's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is super magical. There's just something about birds in the winter, I think. True. We get True. doves and we get magpies and blackbirds and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, little tiny super fat sparrows in our backyard. Yeah. They're so, so cute. I love birds in the winter. They're so special. Yeah. Well, and you know, I have wasn't sure if this is, if this little magpie is the same one every year after mm-hmm. I Googled it and... I think uh, it couldn't be because they don't live that long. Yeah, I was wondering, like, what's the... I've had this magpie coming back for four or five years. Oh. So couldn't be the same one, but just maybe a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, she posed for me this week so I could get a cute little picture of her. Uh-huh. Um, but every day the routine's the same. I go out to take the dogs out to potty and she's out there in the pine trees yelling at me. <laughs> and I put a handful of dog food on the grill up on the barbecue grill so she can get to it. Mm-hmm. And then um, she waits for us to go in the house. And as soon as we go in, then she swoops in there and starts getting her food. That's so cool. So sweet. Now, occasionally she's not there. And I always mm-hmm. put her food out anyway. Uh, and usually by midday it's gone. And occasionally it's never gone that day. And then the next day I don't put any out and then it's gone. So, you know, I'm probably off yelling at somebody else. She probably is getting <laughs> in the house. I don't know. People around here hate magpies. They, you know, they, they do. And them, I, they poison I don't them. understand it. They're beautiful birds. They, uh, well, partly they hate them because they kill the little birds like the doves. That's true. We, we saw a pretty horrifying uh, magpie dove murder in our front yard one year. <laughs> but uh, but it's but nature. It's what they do. They're... It is what they do. And magpies are so smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, and man. I just think they're beautiful. Those blue, black, iridescent black feathers with the white. They're just stunning. Well, and my beloved crows that I feed all summer, they're only here in the summer, yeah. you know. But my magpies are here year round. So anyway, I'm just really enjoying the magpies, seeing them out in the trees and feeding them and just, yep. That's what can cool. I say? I, I'm a bird brain, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't want to say anything. Right? Well, this is our Monday episode, and we're going to kick it off. Katie, you have a little bit of true crime news for us. Yes. So there is potentially a serial killer in Tijuana. Oh, no. And so there's not a lot known, but I wanted to kick off an investigation on this so that we can continue to track it. Uh, There have been three murders in Tijuana. The prosecuting attorney there is calling it uh, Bundy-like. 
they're comparing no. uh, mm-hmm, they're comparing the uh the kind of murders they're calling it a ted bundy copycat oh god gross so it's three tijuana sex workers that have been snuffed out it's they're tar- mm-hmm. being targeted in strip clubs taken back to a hotel room and then having uh, violent sexual acts performed on them before being murdered. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's horrifying. Well, and so far in their investigation, they are quite sure it is an American that's crossing the border. And coming down to uh, Tijuana. Mm -hmm. Yep. But here's what the, the, uh, the attorney there, or the, uh, sorry, the prosecutor there said, This subject has criminal tendencies associated with violent and psychopathic behavior. His profile is very similar to someone who became very well-known decades ago, Ted Bundy. Mm. Yeah. So they're watching this closely. They're trying to, uh, you know, really warn all of the, the women in Tijuana to be, have their guard up. Don't go anywhere with someone you don't know. Do not go to a hotel room you know, with someone you don't know. And that's hard because there are a lot of sex workers in Tijuana that, you know, this is how they feed their families is how they stay alive. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrifying, but it's something that we definitely want to keep an eye on Mm -hmm. and hope that now that they kind of have a pattern here that they're seeing that they can get this guy caught before anybody else loses their life. God, fingers crossed. I'm always glad at least that there can be some information to go out to the group that is vulnerable to this yes. person so that they can start keeping an eye out and, and protecting themselves in a way that yeah. they may not normally do. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, for sure. So keep an eye on that one. And we will too. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Yes. Well, I guess it's just serial killer news today because we do yes. have an alleged serial killer. We we talked about this briefly last week when it was just breaking. Um, we wanted to go into it a little more in depth this week. Uh, this is coming out of Winnipeg, Canada. Yeah. That there is an alleged serial killer who has been arrested now and charged with the deaths of four Indigenous women. Yes. Now, you all know that we have been very intentionally covering missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls cases for almost two years now. We live in Idaho, um, Idaho, my, you know, Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas are terrifying for um, the number of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls in Canada. has a very similar problem and yeah we 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 just want to lift information up we want to you know give this a boost so that more people are aware so that this is going on in your community you can be holding your authorities accountable and your news accountable absolutely so many of these cases go completely unreported uninvestigated cases we uncover and can't even freaking believe what has gone on here that the Mm. news has never said a single word about it's crazy So this this situation is definitely getting more attention. I think that is a lot, um, um, you know, credit due to family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me tell you a little bit about what we're talking about here. So Jeremy Skibicki 
This is Jeremy. Let me show you a picture. Jeremy Skibicki has been arrested and was originally charged with the murder of one woman mm-hmm. after her remains, some of her remains at least, were found um, in the trash behind his where he lived. Um, things have really spread now mm-hmm. to he's now charged with four murders. We have mm-hmm. the names of three and a fourth who has been given a name by the by the indigenous elders. Okay. So we have Rebecca Contoy, who's 24. She is who he was originally um, charged for. Her partial remains were actually found in a dumpster behind his apartment or house. I'm not sure uh, what it is. But <clears throat> then we have Morgan Harris, who was 39. She was the mother of five. And her two of her oh. daughters... Her youngest child is four. Um, Her children, unfortunately, have been in the foster care system. She has had a a very challenging life. She grew up in the foster care system. And if you know anything about indigenous children growing up in the foster care system, whether it's Canada or the United States, they have a very high incidence of being in foster care. 55% of children in foster care in Canada are indigenous, even though only 8% of the population of Canada is indigenous. Oh, no. So um, she's had some problems with some drug use. Morgan Harris has, and her children have been growing up in foster care. Her Mm -hmm. two oldest daughters have been speaking out. They've actually even met with Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Uh Canada, trying to get something better for their Uh mother. And then we also have Mercedes Myron, who's 26. Okay. And then the fourth woman, um, now what we know is that these, they have been identified by DNA. The, mm-hmm. the Harris woman, her daughter actually gave blood um, to be used. And, and that's how they determined that her mother is one of his victims. So yeah. they don't have these victims' bodies except for Contoy. Mm-hmm. The other three bodies are in landfills. Mm-hmm. And that's where this gets very challenging for what's happening for the families. Mm-hmm. So the fourth woman is being called Buffalo Woman. Um, and that's a very, uh, that's a very, very sacred honorific to be given to anyone yeah. by um, Indigenous elders. So they wanted to give her a name that honors her life. Yeah. Um, they do believe that this fourth victim was also Indigenous. So, and they know for sure that the first three were. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, <clears throat> is this just the beginning? Well, that is a question. I don't know. The, they're not really saying if there's potentially any more, but I mean, we do know for sure with DNA evidence that there are. Yeah. Jeremy Skibicki does have an attorney and does intend to plead not guilty on all counts. Mm-hmm. He has court coming up in January. And so we'll be keeping a close eye on that and how this case is being handled because mm-hmm. clearly they have quite a lot of forensic evidence in this case. Okay. Even though they don't have bodies, they've got they've got what they need mm-hmm. to prove that these women were in fact murdered. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, 
<laughs> drinking a fizzy lemonade and it's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's fighting with me right now. It's wreaking havoc. Okay. <laughs> we don't know a lot about Jeremy Skibicki, except that he has had charges for um, domestic abuse in two relationships in the last seven years. Oh. And his one ex-partner said that she um, she was afraid that if he wasn't stopped, that he would not stop until he killed her. Oh, man. So that goes clear back to 2015. Um, he has spent some time in jail. He's been on probation. Mm -hmm. There have been um, protection orders against him for these two women who have very much feared for their lives. Yeah. In 2015, um, he was on probation from a conviction for assaulting his partner at the time. Okay. And he was required to stay away from her and not make contact for two years. Wow. Um, but unfortunately, she did file a protection order against him, and that was dismissed. So there's some questions here about how has he been handled in the past? You know, has, right. been has this been handled appropriately? Was this someone that should have been a bigger red flag? Mm -hmm. Sounds like maybe, yeah. Oh, man. So there is a bit of a timeline that we know. I mean, this there's a lot that they know at this point. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about the each victim and when they went missing. So uh, Myron, she last had contact with her family in March of 2022. Police... Okay believe that she was killed on or around the 15th of March of 2022. Oh. Um, Harris police believe um, was killed around May 1st. She had been living um, homeless and having some problems with drugs. And so it's not totally clear because she wasn't in regular contact with the family. Uh -huh. Let's see. And then Contoy, who is the, this is the original victim that they did, in fact, find her partial remains, uh -huh. that she was killed um, on the 14th or 15th of May. These is, this is all this year, 2022. Right. Okay. Um, her, her partial remains were found on the 16th of May. Okay. 2022. They also believe that the remains of Harrison Myron were transported that day to the Prairie Green landfill, um, like in in dumpsters. Mm -hmm. So, how many more victims has he thrown in dumpsters that we just right. don't know about? We don't know. There's there's certainly a question of is this all of them? Right. Um, so, Skibiki was actually arrested on May 18th um, in connection with the death of Contoy. Mm -hmm. So, since then, you know, they did this huge search. And they are saying that they have not ruled out the possibility of more victims. Uh -huh. And on May 19th, he was charged with first degree murder for the murder of Contoy. And then in June, they, the police started searching a landfill called Brady Road Landfill for the rest of Contoy's remains. Okay. Now, 
this is where things get a little sketchy because they knew clear back in May that Harris and Myron's remains were probably in this landfill, um, the uh, Green Prairie landfill. Sorry, I it gets confusing because there's two different landfills. Uh-huh. But they back clear in May they they were pretty sure they knew where their bodies were but they weren't searching at that time. They also had not told their family members. Their family members only learned that they had confirmed that through DNA that this was their family members um, Mm -hmm. just last week. Oh, wow. So here's the thing that's going on now. They have stopped the search at the Green Prairie Landfill. Because they say it is too big of a job. It's not going to be possible to find them. Um, there have been, since they knew in May they were probably in that landfill, there have been about 10,000 loads dumped. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline in that landfill but they must have found something they have dna right right they do but and i i don't know how they know that that's where their remains are and the the fourth victim is that where she is as well they're not saying they haven't said specifically yet on so conte is the victim that got embusted but she's actually the last Yes. Yeah. She's the last one. They believe okay. that he had already killed these other three. <coughs> the thing that's going on now is that um, Harris's children, her daughters are speaking up for her. Like, how right. can you say that you won't search for her? You right. know, he killed her. You know where her body is. And now they're saying that it's just not feasible. And we oh. know from the Simon case recently, what a huge deal it is to search a landfill for bodies. It, it is. It's huge. How can you do that? How can authorities do that to these families? Is it possible that he had souvenirs? Well, I I think so. He must have had something because they have been able to test. How do they know? Yeah. We don't know, but he must have had something. Right. But yeah, how do you do that to families? You tell these these young women. Yeah. They're just barely. We we know that your murdered mother is here, but it's too big of a deal for us to find her. Yeah, sorry. Which we know. I mean, looking at the Quentin Simon uh, murder here in the U.S. here this last month, I mean, it took like, what, six weeks or no, I think three weeks, actually. Three weeks of something like 2,000 people searching a landfill to come up with the remains of an 18-month-old. Yeah. But it's worth that for these lives. I mean, yes, it is a big job. Yeah. Undoubtedly, it is a big job. But come on. Apparently, they use some kind of compaction system, and they say that the loads that they believe those bodies are in have been compacted and are now buried under these huge other loads. Oh, okay, I, I get that. I do. But you cannot disrespect this person. 
right. and, and her children this way by they've been trying for a while. They haven't found them. And so now they're just saying, well, it's just, we just can't do it. And uh, Harris's children are just not having it. They have been yeah. all the way to Justin Trudeau, but that just happened last week. So right. there's a pause on the search for those bodies now mm -hmm. um, while they figure out what to do. But I am suspecting that mm -hmm. there is a lot of pressure now. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. On Canadian authorities. I just don't think that it's right to tell these girls that they are going to stop looking for their mom. Right. That's... These kids have been through a massive amount of trauma already. Mm -hmm. And now, and now their mother's murdered by a serial killer and the authorities aren't going to find her body. Like, mm. it's rough. It's That's really, really rough. rough. Yes. And, you know, you add in the part, the piece of this that's so key is that we're talking about indigenous women right. and there is an epidemic a a crisis yes um of missing and murdered indigenous women in canada yeah. and the united states and i know there it, it other state other countries are having their issues as well but we're pretty familiar with it because we live near a reservation we are aware of some of those cases right of course. Um, be, because we have made ourselves intentionally aware of them mm -hmm. not because our news you know reports them at all i've reached out to our news tried to encourage mm -hmm. that and help got nothing. nothing yep um and and you know they're just feeling like you know we're just always invisible and here we are yeah. invisible again. and it's wrong everyone's beloved east idaho news nate eaton you know you guys yeah. all love so much for all of his coverage of the uh baybell vallow case mm -hmm. well nate's not doing anything for the indigenous community not a thing and anything. i reached out to him i reached out to another reporter that works with him I offered what information I knew. I offered what I know about the MMIW crisis that's happening in, you know, the U.S. and in Canada mm -hmm. and how important it is that the news stay on these cases. Mm -hmm. Nothing, guys. Nothing. Yeah. It needs to get really better. Frustrating. And it's hard because one of the reasons, you know, we we cover these cases as often as we can, but sometimes there's so little information. Yeah. There's practically nothing to even tell you. Mm -hmm. uh, this case, because it's hitting the news, because it's now, you know, they're calling this a serial killer. There's four yeah. victims. You know, the the news in Canada it has hit the U.S. news a little bit, but it's mostly news in Canada. Yeah, um, covering this, and of course, you know, we want to keep the pressure on because these families deserve the same. They deserve the same care level of and the care same yeah attention as gabby petito and we yes. all know the gabby petito case and we all know how hard authorities looked and they for her and did find her and all you know a a cross-country search and you know, everything and that that the entire there. country was compelled by that case yes yeah. because but, the media was all over it right there's so much attention and attention gets action from one yeah, we know that we've seen it over and over again, and that's where things really fail in in the MMIW cases. And yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm heartbroken for these girls and for all of the families that have lost their loved ones. And you know, yeah, I don't care if her kids were in foster care. I don't care if she was a drug addict and living on the street. She oh. was a person. They were all 
human beings Mm -hmm. who have the same value as any other human being and have the right to be looked for, to be memorialized and to get justice. Absolutely. So this is a case we're going to keep a very close eye on as we always do. And back to it for just a second. Yeah. I have, I have more, (laughs) I have more questions than thoughts. Right. I've had a lot of coffee this morning, so here we are. Okay. Obviously, I mean, not obviously, but that that's my thought, right? Is that the, he must have had souvenirs. Right. He, he had, had to have had, had souvenirs. Some but also, kind of Contoy, they found partial remains of Contoy. Oh, they found the rest of her in the Brady landfill. They found the rest of her right. in the Brady landfill. So they but, did find uh, her. Right. But that... That makes me think that he has was uh, decapitating, you know, partially destroying corpses, putting parts of them in different dumpsters, maybe. Right. I'm curious to know how they knew that uh, some of these went to the Green Prairie landfill. Uh, if it's that Prairie do... Green. I keep saying oh, it backwards Prairie because Green. Prairie Green doesn't make sense to me. Right, <laughs> I want it my to be brain. Green. Yeah. But uh, because of that was based uh, so so my question was is that based on where he lived where he lived at the time on what dumpsters he put these in like I, i'm just so they're not saying something and initially the it came out that, service, yeah right but they they clearly know they they're very specific about that they know they're not saying why they know or how they know mm-hmm. but they knew that contoy was in the brady landfill they mm-hmm. initially thought that the other two at least two yeah. See, then there's the unnamed victim, and we don't know. They're not really saying anything right. about her. But mm-hmm. um, for a while, it was assumed that all the remains were going to be found in the Brady landfill. Well, then it mm-hmm. turns out that we find out that they know, actually, mm-hmm. that these other two women are in Prairie Green. Mm-hmm. But we don't know why they know that. Right. There's a lot uh, we don't know. Yes. And he will be in court in January. Maybe we'll learn more then. I don't know. Maybe. You know, criminal justice system is going to hold a lot of stuff back because that's mm-hmm. their evidence. That's what they're going to use to convict him. Well, and this is such a tight cluster. Yeah, it is. Of killings mm-hmm. that uh, it's hard for me to think that that was really it, except for that if they have that evidence still, I, I'm still stuck on souvenirs that he had to have had souvenirs right. in which case they know of, but then again, maybe they know of these three, these four, but they're still doing DNA on others. I don't know. My yeah. wheels are turning. I know, me, me too, and, and, and very much. Terrifying, yeah. Yeah, but there's there's clearly a lot that they know and that they're mm-hmm. going to hang on to because this forensic evidence is is what will make his case against certainly. this guy. Certainly, But we well, may learn more as he works his way through the Canadian court system, and and maybe we won't, yeah. too. I don't know. But we'll keep an eye on it and For share sure. it. But, and all the love know, to the families. Absolutely. So much love to these families, and especially those Harris girls. They just... Mm-hmm the if the videos of of the older daughter just making a plea like mm-hmm. how can you not see my mother as a human being yeah who deserves to be found yeah so yeah we will continue to update but please keep an eye do some searches in your yeah. community if you live in Canada or in the US do some searches in your community are there missing and murdered indigenous women in your area I'll bet you there are. Yeah. Are they being talked about? You've never heard of them. Yeah. We had a case in our area that we had never even heard of, of a woman who was uh, dismembered in a cow pasture 
that uh, whose Her name death is Rebecca was, Plenty Wounds. Yes, and Rebecca Plenty Wounds' death was ruled as uh, not even as a homicide. It's never even been ruled a homicide, so that it can yep. be investigated. Never even ruled a homicide because you know, surely she just did that to herself, right? Yeah. And yeah. this was in 2016. Well, and Rebecca Plenty yeah. Wounds is still, there's been nothing happened yeah. on her case at all. Yeah, and our local news body. has never reported on it. Nope, not a word. And her grandmother found her body. It was her family that was yeah. looking for her who found her. And it's never even been investigated. Yep. Yeah, I know. That case absolutely makes me ill. Mm -hmm. But we will continue to do our part, you know, but we can't solve it all. But all of you, our squad, mm -hmm. can certainly yep. help. By becoming aware of what's going on with the missing and murdered Indigenous cases in your community, uh -huh. do some searching. There's there are, there are groups on Facebook now. A lot of communities have their own, and then there's a national group. There's a Canadian group. You know, for Canada, there's one for the U.S. There are lots of groups where you can uh -huh. go and see this information, but unless you go looking for it, you will not find it. Uh -huh. uh, thanks. Well, that's what we know for now. Yep. Uh, Katie, I know you're going to wrap us up with some DNA for the win. Yeah. After two serial killers, it might be nice to, uh, you know, <laughs> lift things up just a little bit here with some good news. Right. It doesn't start as good news. This is Betty Rolf. Betty mm -hmm. Rolf. 60 years old, back in 1988, she was walking to work in a blizzard. Oh. Already, I hate this, you know. Mm -hmm. But walking to work in a blizzard, um, she lived in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. near Appleton. And she, sorry, I think UPS came. Oh. <laughs> a big alert around here. We're probably still unloading as we speak. <laughs> oh, pro oh, God, probably. I need to leave treats for the UPS driver, maybe, <laughs> maybe cash, but at any rate. Uh, <laughs> so Betty uh, was walking to work and she never made it. And she had, uh, her body was found the next day under a railroad underpass. <laughs> for those of you listening and not watching, I just watched Katie mute herself, <laughs> yell at her dogs, and then come back on. It made no difference. Sorry, right, about barking. Good Lord. At any rate, uh, so when they found her body, and of course she's just, you know, it was blizzarding. So her poor, frozen, lifeless body in snow, she had been sexually assaulted, horribly beaten, and strangled. And it was such a horrific shock to her family, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just had no leads on who did it. It was a horrible night. The weather was horrible. Nobody was out in this. It was a horrible day, you know, but nobody was out in this, but, a, you know, poor Betty was walking to work. Mm -hmm. So her case went cold pretty much immediately. They didn't have very much. And then the sheriff's office announced last week that they had made an arrest. Shocked the heck out of everybody. Wow. Well, they had appropriately done DNA swabs. And hung on to them like so many, uh, you know, future sighted uh, <laughs> medical examiners have done. And they did familial DNA. 
and they tracked it back to two brothers, one of the one or the other, mm-hmm. and the other brother they announced or they uh, had come to first and he fully cooperated with them and also uh it couldn't have possibly been him the timeline didn't work you know that it was him at all but Mm -hmm. he sent them straight to his brother and so they kept an eye on the brother the way they often do in these cases and were Mm -hmm. able to get uh some dna off of the truck handle that the handle of his pickup truck Mm -hmm. and run that and it was an absolute match to whoever killed Betty. Mm. So he's alive and he's arrested, which I I know in these cases so often the perpetrator is already dead. In fact, her family members said they're amazed because they figured that the person who did this was probably dead and gone by now. Right. Mm. Considering poor Betty was 60, he was in his early 30s. Mm-hmm. A man in his early 30s overpowered a 60-year-old woman, sexually assaulted her, beat the hell out of her, and strangled her, and left her in a snowbank to die, and then just moved to Washington. So he lived in Wisconsin. This well, happened in that Wisconsin. That is the definition of a psychopath right there. Yep. Moved to Washington, where he has just been living happily ever after, ever since. But has yeah. he... I mean, are there other victims? Oh, I doubt it. His name is Gene Meyer. I managed to find a Facebook profile for him, but there wasn't much on there. It said he was has been in a relationship. He was marked in a relationship in 2018. That's about all I could find. But I'm going to show you his face again. Right here, Gene Meyer. Smiling in his mugshot. Wow. A little weird there, Gene. Pretty creepy, dude. It's hard for me to imagine... That this was his only victim. Right. In fact, I can't really imagine that at all. No. Because he got away with it. Right. So why wouldn't he keep going? So who knows? Now that his DNA is in the system, I'm curious to see if that uh, turns over any other stones. I would kind of suspect that it will. So her granddaughter, Sue, spoke to the press and said that uh, the family is in shock. She said, we didn't know if this person was deceased or if this person had other crimes. We just didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. But now they do. So there you have it. DNA for the win. Very much so. Well, that does my heart good, you know. Yeah. That at least at this point, he's finally off the street. But yeah. it does worry me that they'll find that he's has other victims as well. But for her family, at least this gives them a little justice. Yep. Maybe. That's what we always hope for. Absolutely. A little justice for the family, for the victim, you know, a little understanding about what happened and who, the the not knowing. Whenever you talk to family members in situations like this, they will always tell you that the worst thing is not knowing. Yeah. They could just know. You know, we always want to know the big things. Why? Yeah. We don't always get to know why, but at least we can know who. Mm-hmm. And if there is at least some consequence for what they've done, it, do- it does help. Yep. It does help. Absolutely. It also, in family units like this, uh, crimes like this a lot of times bring out some distrust of each other. Right. And, you know, besides the fact that someone has been murdered in their family, then the uh, distrust of each other a lot of times just continues to uh, deteriorate the family unit. 
It, mm-hmm. it, it's horrible to not know. Well, and distrust of your community. You now live in this community yeah. where there's someone that would do this to one of your family members mm-hmm. and you don't know who they are. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Every face in the crowd, you're like, is it him? Is it him? Yeah. So at least it, hopefully this brings a little bit of peace to her family. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for that. This yeah. is our Monday episode, so we will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday with our uh-huh. usual uh, format. And then we'll be back Wednesday night for our live case updates live stream on Facebook and YouTube. That's at 7 p.m. Mountain. So, as always, we appreciate it if you like, subscribe, share, and comment. Uh-huh. Also, check us out over on Patreon. We do extra content for our patrons every month. Mm-hmm. And oh, and we, we have appreciate... a barn burner of a Patreon coming. Sometimes we hear. use Patreon as a place where we put cases that uh, are too hardcore. We think to put on YouTube because uh, yeah. we don't want to get kicked off YouTube. And so sometimes those more hardcore cases will go on Patreon because that's mm-hmm. where they're safest. And ooh, yeah. we're putting well, one and up here this week. You can make a decision that, about whether you hell. want to watch it or not. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. So we'll have a new one this week, and it sounds like it's a pretty wild one. So check out that. Hard it's a nominal days. fee, and for that, you get some extra content from us every month. And mm-hmm. it just helps to support us and help us to be able to continue to do the work that we love doing. Mm-hmm. So you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs>